Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday morning. Max, what's going on, man? I debated whether I was going to unmute myself or not. Oh. So you, you, you I thought you were going to do that. I thought you were going to hang it. It was, it was going to be close. I was a uh, split-second decision there. So, yes. Uh, are you ready for some football? Tuesday night football. Tuesday night football. Am I going to get sued for, for singing that? Probably. Is that offensive now? Wait a minute. I don't know what what's offensive anymore. Was that song not supposed to be sung anymore? I don't know. Anyway. Tuesday night football. We're ready to go. Yeah, what's going on? I don't on? think it was the song that was offensive. Yeah, it was him. Perhaps. It was him singing. My, my, oh, my singing was offensive. Oh. Oh. oh, that's that's a solid burn, Rich. I I am a karaoke god in these parts of Jersey. So uh, don't 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 uh, don't come around here if you want to you know <laughs> if you want to hear some good singing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. I don't do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Sex Panther. What's going on? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Hank Williams Jr.? Didn't he get in like hot water for like being drunk and and making a fool out of himself at a concert. Does, do you remember that? He got in trouble. I don't remember what it was for, though. That's why they changed the song. But, um, yeah, uh, Tuesday night football, two more baseball games. Um, everybody saw what happened yesterday coming, right? The Braves not giving up any runs again, one run. Um, yeah, it should be uh, a little feedback on that from the boys. But uh, another busy day with only three games. I don't know how we keep this stuff tight. <laughs> rich i think three-fourths of us saw the braves winning right i had the braves winning yesterday too yeah yeah so three out of four of us saw the braves winning mm-hmm. had the braves winning had uh you know I, I should probably stay at deck at dak's bedside more often everything i put up on the website uh hit so i'm thinking about taking some more days off flying down to dallas to see if i'm a, a you know an ankle transplant match or not we were wondering that if if, if dak wants ankles as old as yours that have seen the, those kind of miles yeah, well, mine don't break, so. Oh. From basketball, you know, a basketball term, breaking ankles. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so as alluded to, we do have a few games to talk about. First up, we've got Tuesday night football. We've got the Buffalo Bills going to the Tennessee Titans, Max. Bills opened up minus two and a half on the road. They are minus three and a half at pretty much every book except Heritage. Yeah, two undefeated teams matching up after just a weird couple of weeks for the Titans. You know, Tennessee been dealing with those COVID issues, uh, mispractices, just overall frustrations, uncertainty from from what the hell is going on there. Uh, so they technically had their bye week last week, meaning no more time off for the rest of the season unless you know another outbreak happens. So with the lack of practices, you got to expect that Tennessee's fo- focus is just going to be run the ball as much as possible. Uh, try to avoid penalties because I think that's that's the biggest thing when it comes to practices, right? Is is you just you hammer in, you know, the basics, uh, you know, the, the things that, that get you in trouble in games, the holding calls and, and all that. So with the lack of discipline there, I expect some sloppy play from that offensive line. Uh, Derek Henry should see a lot of action today. Uh, Tannehill, I think, is going to be I won't use the word game manager, but I think he he's you know, he's going to be out of rhythm with his wide receivers a bit. So uh, don't expect as many dynamic plays trying to come from Tannehill this week. And I think that puts him in a dangerous spot with Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's defense has taken a step down from last season, but still they have some defensive talent on that team. They can put some pressure on, on that run game, make Tannehill force the ball and throw throw it. And then offensively, I think that's that's the biggest challenge is because the Titans defense really is not that good. 
And I think they did a major drop from last season. I think they've been playing over their heads. They're 3-0, and but I don't think they should be 3-0. and <laughs> And Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs can put up points. The Bills team can score. And if the Titans find themselves behind and they can't rely on Derrick Henry and they're going to have to throw the ball at Tannehill, that's, that's going to be a challenge for them. So I, I, I have the Bills winning this one by about five. And I think that's enough wiggle room for me, even though they're on the road and they're the dog, to bet the Buffalo Bills here. This is going to be one of the tougher ones because, you know, you look at Tennessee and it's a professional NFL team, but I'll throw some names out at you guys. Khalif Raymond and Nick Westbrook Eichine. Know who they are? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fantasy, fantasy studs. Yeah, right. Neither one have ever started an NFL game and are most likely your two NFL starting receivers tonight for the Titans. Corey Davis is already out. Humphreys is most likely out. Batson's most likely out. Tight end Mikhail Pruitt is also probably out um, because they haven't got cleared from COVID. A.J. Brown, who's missed the last two games to a bone bruise, is probably listed as questionable, but is also probably out. So, yeah, what, you know, it's, this is going to be a Derrick Henry show, and like Max said, pretty conservative for Tannehill. I just can't see him stretching the field. Um, neither one of these defenses are actually all that good. Buffalo should be three and one. They probably should have lost that game to the Rams. Tip of the hat, they won it, but they haven't really put on a show. Their best defensive output was against the lowly Jets. And like Max mentioned, the Titans defense, I mean, they give up chunks, so 450 yards a game, uh, including 166 on the ground. So Singletary could have a good game tonight as well. But with all the missed practices, with all the missed players, I just don't know how you can feel real confident in taking the Titans. So I'm going to bet Buffalo here, hate that hook, but I'll bet the Bills. What is it you told me one time? All that stuff makes sense, and I just show up and make picks. <laughs> I think Tennessee's had a lot of time off. Now maybe they're they're not uh, didn't have a lot of practice. Their timing might not be there. And the Bills definitely. I think the one thing that the Bills can do is stop the run. It's the, the I think they're like number seven or eight in the league in terms of yards per game rushing. So the game is going to come down to Tannehill. Can Tannehill win the game? I don't know, but I think. If anything, I've learned this year again and again and again is betting against home dogs is really not a smart idea. So I'm just going to lean Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to lean Buffalo for that very reason. I don't. I got them winning by not quite as much as Max, more in the four range. And yeah, just not enough wiggle room for me. I don't want to. I don't want to bet against the home dog either. So I'm going to lean Buffalo. Just a lean. All right, the total in this one is 51 and a half, I do believe. Yeah, I mean, my, my numbers say that this should be over. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have some concerns. I have the, the time off, the waiting for these teams, Tuesday night game. Like, everything just seems to be screaming, like, this is just going to be an ugly game. Um, but I think Buffalo can put up points. I mm-hmm. think Buffalo themselves could probably, you know, <laughs> put up the lion's share of what's needed in this one. So I'm going to lean the over here, but again, uh, there's no guarantee here. 
Um, well, there's no guarantees in any of this stuff, but the, the logic says both these teams can put up points. Neither one of the defenses have shown to be elite so far in the season. We always thought that Buffalo and Tennessee have really solid defenses, but it really hasn't shown through the first quarter of the season. So for that very reason, until the defenses show up, I'm going to have to lean the over. My numbers say this game is going to go considerably under. And if Panthers right that the Tennessee team is going to have to keep things close to the vest because they're lacking any kind of continuity in terms of healthy players, then it's going to be run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt, field goal. And if that's the case, the game goes under and I'm betting the under. It's kind of what I thought, too. I'm going to lean the under a little bit. Uh, not significantly. We're talking like, you know, maybe two points, but it is an underplay for me. And I do wonder if that's uh, if, if Tennessee's philosophy in this game is survive. Let's just get through this nonsense and move on to next week where we can get a rhythm back. All right. We've got some baseball to talk about. Um, first up, we've got Tampa Bay, Houston, Tampa Bay. If I can pull this up, right? There we go. Tampa Bay uh, opened up as a yeah they were both they're both catching negative lines now it's Tampa Bay minus one ten Houston ever so slightly plus one oh two well, I don't like that hmm that's not good uh, I might have to call an audible on what I was going to do here <laughs> seeing that line shift uh, you know Tampa has a chance to to go out to this commanding three zero lead in the series uh, Rays are now the World Series favorites after Los Angeles' loss yesterday. And you know who's not paying attention to that is the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a team that just always seems to be looking one game at a time. And just in true Rays fashion, what they do is they try to make the other team just uncomfortable. This is a team that made that opener role a very popular play in the majors. And now they're looking at their opener role and mixing things up because Yarborough is going to get his first postseason start after being the second pitcher during their last game uh, that he pitched in against the Yankees. Uh, this is this is a guy that he deals mostly in cutters, changeups, sinkers. He's he's off speed. Uh, you know, I think his fastest pitch is like eighty seven miles per hour. Hmm. Six foot five, this dude is. His release point is at five foot one inches. And just to give you a comparison, Araldus Chapman is six foot four. His release point is at six foot one inch. So you're seeing this giant monster on the mound, and you have no idea where the ball's coming from. It just baffles hitters. It just makes them feel uncomfortable. I think the 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 main thing though for the Astros is they do hit well uh, uh, against. Uh, um, uh, guys like Yarborough, so they have had success, um, uh, not just dealing with the fireballers. So you got to see if their hitters wake up. Uh, they're going to counter on the mound with uh, Jose Urquide, who has has been able to step up in big games before. This is a big game. Uh, I was, man, I, I was betting the Astros. Seeing that line movement is 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 a little concerning. Um, I'll still do it. I'll still stick with the Astros here. I think they get this one done. But I, I don't I don't like seeing that the line's getting better for them. Max is only four cents. I know, but still, it should, it should be getting worse from what I, what I'm seeing <laughs> in the background. Uh, I mean, this is this is pretty much the series, right? Three um, zero, you're over. Two one, at least it, it starts over. But um, the, the problem here is the Astros just haven't been able to hit the Rays pitching. And and not getting any consistent contact. The Rays have we've 
you know, Cousins discussed this team for the entire season about how deep that bench is in, in with their pitching staff, their bullpen. And this is unconventional, as Max mentioned. Yarborough typically does not start. They bring in a guy, get through the first run, you know, one inning, maybe two, and then bring him in. So I'm really curious to what the manager is thinking doing this because it's not typical of what they do, but it still doesn't change who they are and their ability. He goes, maybe he goes five, maybe he goes three, but they still have that bullpen that the Astros have not been able to figure out. So Look, I think the Astros can do it, but they haven't been able to. So until they put something together, I just can't get on board with these Astros right now. The the Rays seem to be conquering them with that pitching. So I trust Yarborough to do it again today, and I'll bet Tampa Bay. The Astros were probably a – Jose Altuve era away in the first inning from winning yesterday. They actually kind of outplayed Tampa Bay. You out, you out hit him 10 to four. And then that first inning error, which would have probably ended the inning ended up uh, turning into a three run home run, which was the uh, provided the margin of victory for the, for the Rays. I mean, I can't say that Houston won't make a stupid error today, but I think they're going to out hit, um, Tampa Bay and and win this game. So I, I don't think the Tampa Bay manager is thinking so much about this game, although Max says they do play it one game at a time. I think he's looking at it as an opportunity to get his whole pitching staff set up and ready for the World Series. I'm going to actually bet Houston. Is it p- potentially that Tampa Bay is doing weird things just to keep Houston off balance this whole time too? Could be too. Yeah. I'm going to bet Tampa Bay here. It- fully conceding that I might lose this one because I think Houston probably will come back. But if they lose this one, that's okay. I'll bet them again the next game and they'll win that one or, you know, and then take the, take the series and, you know, two games after this. All right. Rich, does your magical spreadsheet tell us anything about the total in this one? It, um, it does not. I think that no. you're going to, if there's going to be a high scoring game, it probably is going to be this game. But I'm, I think if it's going to be a high-scoring game like that, then Houston's going to have to provide most of the runs. The kid's not pitched bad for Houston in the playoffs last year or this year, so I think it's likely to be a tight game again. What's the number? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Looks like it's going to. They're due for a high-scoring game, so if I was going to do anything, I'd probably lean it over here. I I do expect the Astros to score quite a few runs today. It'll be nine, I think, before before the game's before the game starts. First pitch. Yeah, I think so. Max, mm-hmm. you got a vibe for the total on that one? Uh, not that one. The other oh. one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Panther, are you thinking over eight and a half or under? I'm kind of liking the under. The, both both these teams keep it pretty close to the vest. And, and like Rich said, the Astros are probably the ones that are likely to explode. They've got you know more capable hitters, more experienced hitters. But the way these two teams are pitching and micromanaging, I, I kind of like the under here. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think the under here too. I don't know that Houston can score you know all the runs themselves. All right, next up we've got Atlanta going to not going to. They're playing Los Angeles. Uh, Braves opened up pretty healthy underdogs, plus one forty eight. They're plus one fifty two now. They have fans in the stands though over there in Arlington. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so basically, what what I heard, I read in a report is that uh, you know the owners basically saying is there's no way in hell they're having a season next year unless there's fans in the stadiums. So um, 
this was the first experiment with, with, you know, putting in precautions and getting things in order for baseball. You know, I mean, every other sport seems to be having fans on the stand. So, you know, these, these baseball owners are like, we, we want some money. Um, Braves at Dodgers. Okay. You know, Braves took game one. They put up four runs in the ninth inning in order to do so. Uh, Panther alluded to it. Their pitching just been dominating. The, they've given up a total of six runs in six playoff games. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Five of those were in Game 1 against the Marlins. That means they have given up one run (laughs) total in five of their six games uh putting ian anderson on the mound today see if he can keep that momentum going uh it's going to match up against clayton kershaw who who has playoff experience we can say that about him we can't say that it's good playoff experience but clayton kershaw definitely has playoff experience i think anderson's biggest missteps is that uh he walks a lot of people he gets into trouble with the pitch count but other than that he's, he's a damn solid pitcher he can strike guys out he's got some filthy stuff out there the Dodgers, they kind of went away from their strategy yesterday. They, they forced uh, Max Fried to throw a lot of pitches early in that second inning. Uh, they, they made him pitch a lot. And then they just got impatient. And then they started swinging at things they probably shouldn't have. I think if they can be a little bit more uh, you know, patient tonight with, with Anderson, get him into trouble, get him into a high pitch count by the fourth inning, get him a little you know tired, they might be able to capitalize on that and see some runs. So to me, I, I like the Dodgers to bounce back here. I like them to even up the series and win this one. I just can't bet it. So I'm, I'm just going to lean L.A. You know, talking about pitch counts, though, one of the things that went into against the Dodgers as well last night was Walker Bueller threw 100 pitches in five innings, which means they had to dip into their bullpen probably earlier than they had hoped or planned. Um, they did throw five other guys, uh, Trianon, was the uh, gift giver in that ninth inning <laughs> to, to the Braves. But, um, man, the Braves pitching is just so consistent, so dominating. Uh, Ian Anderson has been just a, a Max Freed clone, if you will, uh, throughout these playoffs. The one thing, you know, I brought this up last week when Kershaw pitched that, you know, it was easy to take the Dodgers, easy to take Kershaw because there was no pressure. Well, now, especially losing yesterday, there might be a little pressure on Kershaw today. And he's not been a great playoff pitcher when with his back against the wall. Uh, I would be very easy for, to say the Dodgers could win, but 
it's just too chalky. I think the value is at least taking the Braves with Anderson. So I missed it yesterday. I was on an island. Stupid me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'll jump on it today. I'll probably be on an island by myself today, but I'll take the plus line with the Braves. The um, the Braves should have probably won that game about 10 to 1 yesterday. They left, what, 20 runners on, on base? But the thing is, both teams do put, if you're watching the game, a ton of pressure on the pitchers. And they're taking pitches and they're getting runners on base and they're really making the guys work the count to, um, you know, to get, to get them out. The Dodgers during the regular season were 13 and four following a loss. And when they did win um, 12 of those 13 were by at least two runs. I think the Dodgers probably win today. They'll bounce back. They only had, I think two or three, maybe, maybe four, Two, uh, two, uh, um, two losses in a row, only three or four times during the year. I'm going to bet the Dodgers here. I think Clay, Clay Shaw, uh, Curtin, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, old man, headache. See what happens when you take a day off? Yes, I can't speak English. The uh, Kershaw has been much better on the road than he has been at Dodger Stadium. He's not at Dodger Stadium today. Dodgers win this game. They win by more than one. I'm going to actually oh, take no. the money, the run line. Oh, man. Run line rich in the playoffs, baby. Let's look that up real quick. Oh, boy. I didn't even think to plus, look at plus one Plus 128. Oh, okay. You're at least catching a plus line here. Eh, plus 123, plus 125. Yeah, it's right in there. Whew. All right. Got it in. No money line for you. Run line. All right. Plus 125. Um, man, I think the Dodgers do take care of business today, too. I was going to bet them. I don't think it's too chalky. I think... The implied probability is right about 63%. Yeah, it's closer to 62. I think the Dodgers win 62% of the time with Kershaw on the mound against the Braves. I'm going to bet them as well. What about the total in this one, Rich? For half a run, you might as well step up, man. I need that half a run, Rich. I need it. <laughs> right. In a total, I, I think this has a chance to be a higher scoring game. I, you know, the Braves showed yesterday they can put some runs on the board. Uh, they might, if Kershaw doesn't make it eight or nine innings, they might be able to put a run or two up um, later on in the game. And I expect the Dodgers will score quite a few today. So I, I, if I were going to do anything, I'd lean the over here. Max, what do you think? You got the that's, over here? That's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I mean, when it opened at seven and a half, I was like, jump on that immediately because I, I think that this is the game where the dam kind of bursts open a bit. Uh, not, not incredibly. I, I don't have this like significantly over, but I, I could see this as a six to three or a five to four game getting in the nine, nine plus uh, uh, run, uh, you know, uh, score. So to me, like, People are, are are focusing in on the Braves and their pitching, and they're focusing in on what that score was yesterday, and just overreaction. But as soon as a seven and a half hit, what did people do? The smart <laughs> betters threw a ton of money on the over, so they're adjusting. This is going to be up to eight and a half very soon, I'd say. Well, I could buy wait for the eight and a half to take my under, but both these teams you saw yesterday combined for 23 strikeouts. One of the things we pointed out with the Braves against the Marlins and especially against the Reds, power throwers, they struck out a lot. Um, so both these teams uh, are very capable of striking out a lot, keeps the ball out of play. Uh, so I'm kind of looking at the under here. All right. Isn't that modern baseball, though? Strikeout, walk, and home run, right? Yeah. That's what these two teams do. So I kind of expect that's what you're going to see tonight, some walks and then some homers. And, you know, Max early on said Ian Anderson struggles putting the plate, you know, the ball over the plate. And if you struggle and you make a mistake, these Dodgers are going to put the ball out of the yard. So, I, yeah, I, 
I, I do think it should be a pretty high scoring game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shade the over here on that one as well. All right. Okay, so that's it for what we got going on today. Max, did you uh, did you look at any of your future NFL spreads? Or I no? did. There's two games that I want to talk about. I heard you guys talking about a third in the pre-show that I was kind of eyeing up to you. But yeah. the, the, the big one I want to play early on is Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Because I'm seeing the Browns getting three and a half. Yes, down from four. I tell you, man, divisional game. It's going to be a close one. I think Cleveland's offense is trending up you look at their last three games just the the statistics and everything they're looking like a solid team pittsburgh they've been slow and steady you know they had that little break because of the the you know covid shit with uh, uh the titans big ben is bound to have a gaff or two and i think cleveland can take advantage of that i love cleveland with the three and a half year and possibly oh no winning this one I don't have a feel for this one yet. I actually hate the three and a half. So I want to, I'd actually want to see it move. If it got down to three, I'd probably be on Pittsburgh. If it got four or more, I'd probably be on Cleveland. But at three and a half, I just, uh, I'm, I'm probably leaning Pittsburgh. One thing that that time off um, that I like that we saw last week is Ben might have found a new favorite wide receiver, Chase Claypool. And he's he's so big, he's so tall, he's so strong. Um, he was damn near unguardable. So I don't know if the Browns have an answer in the defensive backfield for for that, but um, I'm probably leaning Pittsburgh right here. Yeah, I think that um, the one divisional game that Cleveland played this year was against Baltimore on the road, and it did not go very well. These these division rivalries. Plus, last year you have all that heated debate between Miles um, Garrett and uh, they can't remember his name quarterback. Because another CTE moment, Mason Rudolph. Oh, I got it. Good to click back in. The neurons are firing. Thankfully, uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty hard fought game. But I, I think, yeah, I, I know I, I would lean towards Pittsburgh right now. Hmm, okay. Gotcha. No, I like this one too. I don't have Cleveland winning. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend a money line play. I just have them losing by not three and a half. So, <laughs> game winning field goal. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The other one I want to talk about. I'm not betting it, but I just want to highlight this one as as weird. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Mm. What's that line at? Uh, what is it? Green Bay minus two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. On the road. Caesars has it at one and a half. Mm. Man, I'm just saying. All my statistics say I should take Green Bay here. On the road, minus the two and a half. I think this is the week that you fade Green Bay here. I, I'm not in love with Tampa. But if anyone can deliver a loss to an undefeated team, it's Eli Manning. And if he's not on the field, then Tom Brady. <laughs> I the, the line implies that there's something very trappish about it because the way Green Bay's been playing, coming off of a bye week, an extra week to play uh, practice, Devonte Adams is going to be back uh, in Tampa Bay. I mean, they had a little extra time too because they played that Thursday night football, so um, the time's not going to be an issue. But I have not seen anything out of this offense or defense for Tampa that gives me any confidence. The Packers have consistently scored well over 30 points a game. Um, and I don't trust Tampa, but you, you're right. Red flag, like minus two and a half, one and a half, going the wrong direction does give pause. We'll look at it again Saturday, but I'll 
take the bait anyway and probably take Green Bay anyway. <laughs> well, the one thing Tampa Bay does better than any other team in the league right now is stop the run. And the primary weapon for the Green Bay Packers has been Aaron Jones. So I think that that means um, you're going to have to see Rodgers throw the ball to his wide receivers. And now he's getting Devontae Adams back, but Lazard and you know Scatling, whatever his name is, those guys don't really scare a whole lot of people. So that's probably why the line's where it's at. I'm not really sure where I stand on that one either just yet, but uh, I, you know, I'd probably lean Green Bay, but at the, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> this is a weird one. I agree with Max. This is, there's something, something fishy going on here. I would lean Green Bay right now, but I want to run this a little bit deeper. I want to see why, <laughs> where two and a half is coming from. Where the hell is it coming from? I can't get there. All right. Uh, is that it for you, Max? Those are the two, but that third game, the one that Detroit-Jacksonville you're talking about, uh, I'm interested in talking about that one too. Yeah, well, Detroit-Jacksonville. Detroit is minus three right now. It looks like it's going to be minus three and a half-ish. Yeah, it looks like it, according to Pinnacle at least. I'm telling you, man, when when you're going to win the game, you, you want to be on the team catching points, and I think Jacksonville wins this game outright. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't think that uh, that's a terrible play. Like, uh, so I mean, my my numbers say that Detroit's going to win this one by a point. So if I'm saying that Detroit's going to win this one by a point, it, it really could be a Jacksonville win. Jacksonville at home. I think I have more trust in Minshew. I have more trust in in like I've seen more dynamic things coming out of Jacksonville than I have Detroit. We we said in the pre-show this is this is Matt Patricia's job. Possibly, uh, he, he's he's now that McCarthy is safe. We say we we say uh, Patricia's the next one on the list. It seems so. Um, I would not be shocked if Jacksonville wins this one. I, I, I'm kind of liking them with the with the points. And if you get three and a half, yeah, why not? Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. I can tell you, I can tell you who the starters are, who the, who the position players are for Jacksonville um, outside of Stafford. They don't know what they're doing with the running back. It, Peterson's kind of faded. Swift is injured. Carry um, on Johnson's never really mattered. Um, the wide receivers aren't really doing. I, the Lions, that Arizona win is just looking more and more like a fluke. Um, so you get Jacksonville at home with three plus a hook. It seems like that seems to be the play. That Jacksonville defense just got lit up by an offense in Houston. I know it's a new coach bounce, but. Stafford has played well. He's going to have Kenny Galladay back. Um, I expect it to be a pretty high-scoring game. And, and I think with a week to prepare, if Matt Patricia can't figure out how to beat Jacksonville, the team that everybody in the beginning of the year thought was going to get the number one pick for sure, then he probably should be fired by Tuesday morning. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So baseball, football, and more football. We covered all that stuff. And the godfather, the new godfather, says Jacksonville's going to win. Money line it. All right, but Max, that's it. That is it. Support Degeneracy by buying our T-shirts. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com for a link on how to do that. Uh, we were talking about that. Rich got his Moneyline Mafia sweatshirt and getting compliments right away. So uh, you can get some compliments, too, by wearing some Absolute Degeneracy gear. Make sure to download the DGENs app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn. Hot Tail and iHeartRadio, no matter where you listen to that, please, hi, it's rating, comment, subscribe, download, listen to every single episode. I got I to gotta get back into the groove here since Rich missed the show yesterday. I had to give the Panther. Now I give it back to Rich for his final words. 
Glad to be back from my trip to Dallas where Dak was like, hey, man, that's a pretty cool sweatshirt. Where'd you get that? So I pointed him to absolute degeneracy and let him know why it's important that they cover when the Cowboys play. Flew back to Chicago. I'm back. I'm ready uh, to go. As you can tell today, just a few CTE moments. Um, But you want to make sure you share our moments on the show. Hopefully we give you some good picks. I know we were pretty strong yesterday. We were pretty strong on the weekend as well. I know the, the UFC guys lit it up. Arch lit it up in college football, and you know we did okay with the pros. So make sure you tell your friends about us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however it is you communicate, because friends do not let friends bet without the four of us. Panther, I have no idea where you're at, physically or mentally, but I know what you're going to do now, and that's take us home. Um, it's problematic. I don't know where I'm at mentally anyway. So, uh, yeah. At home, packing the bag, getting ready to go to Denver again this week. But um, yeah, I didn't do so well yesterday. Well, I mean, you did all right. Yeah, you did all right. That stupid dogger. Yeah, Yeah, I knew better. I think, but whatever. Uh, We'll get it back today. Maybe we'll see. But the more important thing is to get on the website, get on the app. Let us know what you did yesterday. More importantly, what you're going to do today, so that we can all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.